0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon.
1: Hop a high screen. Dorian kicked to the corner. Feorano for three. It's good! Let's it go and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung, dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado State. This week we've got Fresno State, uh, who I think is one of the better teams in this conference. I've got a lot of respect uh, for Coach Tedford and what he's done there uh, with that program. I've actually watched every one of their games offensively since he's been there, Uh, even when we weren't playing them. Like they do an offense uh, with their run game, uh, incorporating it uh, in the pass game using their tight ends. Um, Always very innovative, uh, did a great job uh, with the quarterback, uh, the grad transfer, I believe he was from uh, Oregon State. Uh, and, you know, he's doing a good job with his quarterback now, Rena, 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 uh, number 11. Uh, you can see he's improved on a week to week basis. Uh, they obviously lost some skill. Uh, From last year, but I think what they do on offense schematically is very sound.
0: What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. That audio is Mike Bobo, of course, talking about Fresno State. That came from his weekly press conference today. Uh, Feels good to be back on a normal week. Kind of odd with the bye week last week. Just always feels so foreign to... Not have a, a responsibility on a game day Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Enjoyed watching a lot of college football. A lot of really good games in the Mountain West. Um, really busy slate. Overall, CSU was the only team in the conference that didn't play this week. Uh, a couple of interesting games. Boise State actually went on the road and lost. We talked about that a lot on Friday. Uh, Provo, one of the one of the toughest places to go in and steal a win, and Boise State found out the hard way. They lost over the weekend. That probably probably means that they're not going to have a chance to play for a New Year's Six Bowl. You never know. I mean, depending on what happens with some of these other teams, SMU, Appalachian State, uh, the the possibility is still alive. But, I mean, they're, they're still firmly... In control for a Mountain West championship, they're definitely the front runners for the league title. Uh They already beat Hawaii on the road or at home, excuse me. Uh So not a whole lot to worry about there. I don't think it's the end of the world if you're Boise State. Uh, you were undefeated at that point. Uh, a road loss in BYU people will understand. I mean, it's it's one of the toughest places to play, but it definitely disrupts their their chances of. You know, really making some national noise. Uh, a bummer for the Mountain West in that regard. It would have been cool to to see them represented them, just like in a New Year's Bowl or whatever. But Boise State undefeated, no more. I know a lot of CSU fans probably not feeling too bad for the Broncos when it comes to that. But at the same time, I mean, I can't I can't think they're stoked that BYU won. I mean, anyone that's followed CSU for a long time definitely doesn't love BYU, another thing we talked about on Friday. Uh, but a great game, overall really competitive game. Another really competitive late night game was the the Hawaii Air Force game. Air Force was kind of able to pull away late, but it was really back and forth for a while. A lot of fun, just two teams I enjoy watching, uh, even though they play like so different. I mean, they're night and day from each other, but... Just a lot of fun. Cole McDonald, Hawaii quarterback, one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, is just like a total video game player. Uh, has the awesome dreadlocks. Does the face paint the whole 10 yards. and Can throw really throw the hell out of a football. I mean, he's got a great arm. Really executes that spread offense well, but ultimately Air Force just proves too much to be... Excuse me, they just prove too hard. Wow, I'm really getting tongue-tied here. Uh, Air Force just proved to be too much for Hawaii to handle is what I was trying to say unsuccessfully three times there, uh, but this Air Force team, man, they just, they dominate people. It's really been impressive. Uh, they they dominated Fresno State at home a couple of weeks. They they now went to Hawaii and won on the island, one of the tougher places to play. Uh, they They did lose to Boise State earlier in the season, so You know, as I wrote in my article today, contending for a conference championship, gonna be tough because they're gonna need Boise State to lose a couple of games. It's not impossible, but it it would be tough nonetheless. Air Force really just impressive team. In that victory over Fresno State, they kind of just like dominated with the fullback dive over and over again. Uh, Bobo talked about that today. It wasn't necessarily the triple option that really killed Fresno State in that game. It was just the fullback dive and controlling possession, Fresno or Air Force just really content with taking you know four, five, six yards of carry, and you know Fresno didn't necessarily do a bad job, but if you can literally do that, you know go four yards a pop, that's enough to get first downs, enough to to keep Fresno say off the field, and that can just be really frustrating. So I don't know if CSU can really find much from that game. That's another thing that Bobo talked about today, like considering air force's scheme is just so drastically different from everyone else in the league. It's, it's hard to like take what they do in games and then be like, all right, we're going to do that uh, because you're just so different. But uh, from on the other hand, you know, you, you can just say that like controlling possession is obviously a key to win. And especially on the road. I mean, if you can keep your offense on the field and the opposing offense off, you're going to have a pretty decent chance. Uh, But yeah, there's just a lot of things to look into with this Fresno State team. We're certainly going to talk about it a lot this week, but today we're just going to kind of talk about some of the talking points from Mike Bobo today. Uh, He mentioned those quarterbacks earlier in the audio that we played. Uh, Marcus McMarion, the Oregon State transfer that played with them for a couple of years, led them to -to back-to-back Mountain West Conference Championship game appearances, one win. Now they're with Jorge Reyna, a uh, little bit of a slow start. Bulldogs started the year 0-2, but they've kind of found their stride of late. Really, they just beat the hell out of UNLV last week. Um, really dominant overall, force five turnovers. We're going to talk about that defense <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, he also talked a lot about their offense and how they can kind of keep you of balance. Fresno State, not necessarily known for you know offensive prowess, but... They do have a lot of speed at the skill positions. One of the guys that really jumps out is freshman wide receiver Jalen Cropper, a small guy, really just like Fresno State's version of Dante Wright. This is something I'm kind of going to enjoy looking into, but so far this year, he has 14 carries for 296 yards, averaging 19 yards a carry. This is a wide receiver, also has 18 catches for 299 yards averaging 16.6 yards per catch, so really just versatile. I mean, you can line them up, send them deep on the fly. They can also do a lot of just speed sweep stuffs, and it really just makes you stay disciplined. It means your defensive backs, your linebackers, everybody's got to be in position, even the defensive ends. I mean, you just can't over-pursue. You can't get selfish or greedy, or, you know, this is a team that can kind of make you pay. Uh, but more important than anything, when you look at Fresno State, you just have to focus on... That physical defense—that's definitely been the their identity. Just in the Jeff Tedford era, it's been hard-hitting teams. They like to fly to the football. They hit you hard. They like to get in your face. I <laughs> think that was kind of redundant. Their hard-hitting defense that hits you hard. But you—you you get what I mean. They're just a team that they're not soft and they're hard to play against. you UNLV found out last week: uh, two fumbles forced in that game by Fresno State. They recovered both of them. Also had three interceptions. Uh, They just got speed all over the field. There's not really necessarily like one star out there that you have to worry about, but they're just a really complete defense. Uh, One of the guys that's really interesting to me is linebacker Jared Rice. He leads the team in total tackles with 60. This is a guy who started his career as a tight end, got moved to running back for one season, then switched over to linebacker before going back to tight end. Uh, and now he's back at linebacker, and he's really just been a force. He has two and a half sacks. As I said, he leads the team in total tackles with 60, four forced fumbles, two interceptions, so really just making plays all over the field. Uh, Linebacker slash defensive end. Mike Hal Walker, another dude that stands out. He's second on the team with 58 total tackles. Just really a sound football player. Uh, Not a highlight guy, but there's just not really anything he doesn't do well defends the run well, can rush the quarterback, uh, just really complete guy, a glue guy for their defense for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Fresno State game. It'll actually be the first time I've ever been to California. So should be a good time. We're going to talk about this game a lot in great detail. I'm going to try and do like a video breakdown with some of the the stuff that just impresses me about them. Hoping to do more video stuff in the next couple of months. Uh, that's something that subscribers have brought up, and it's something that I would like to do more of. Uh, just personally, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's cool content. So we will do that. We're going to take a brief, s- just break, shout-out Breckenridge Brewery, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the last time CSU went to Fresno State, and this is a game that I refer to as the Joe Hansley game. Also going to talk about Stanton, ja- uh, Stanton Kidd, who recently made the Utah Jazz so shout out to him but we will be right back. It's time to take a second to shout out Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. From Avalanche Ale to Strawberry Sky to Colorado Core, which I actually enjoyed a six-pack of over the weekend, Breckenridge has you covered with a variety of beer choices for your tailgate fun. Highly recommend you pick up a six-pack, a 12-pack, However much beer you can consume in a weekend uh, for your next football viewing experience, you definitely won't be disappointed. Speaking of Breckenridge Brew, we got to bring up a little contest. Uh, I know you don't have to be a subscriber to listen to the podcast, and that's just because we kind of want to be able to you know, reach everyone, get content to people regardless of whether they can afford to be members or not. But if you are just kind of on the fence about being a... Uh, member, I highly recommend that you do it now. Uh, we're doing a little contest. If you use the code Justin with your subscription, uh, you get a free T-shirt. As always, this is on the one-year membership, the three-year membership, the lifetime. Um, if you use the the code Justin, you get the free T-shirt as always. Uh, but you help me win a staff-wide contest, and I'd actually get a a year's worth of Breck beer. And if I win, I am willing to share it with all of you because, let's be facing, I'm I'm at a disadvantage here. I got to face the Broncos guys, the Nuggets guys, the Avs guys, people with multiple staffs. They got all these people they're reaching out to. They're not giving us a chance. They're they're not buying into the college teams. They don't believe me or Henry, the, the CU guy, have a chance. But, you know, we do. We do have a chance. There are all kinds of alumni in this state. So reach out to people if you enjoy what we do, convince them to subscribe. I'm willing to do whatever it takes, you know, let me know if I have to follow you on Twitter or whatever. Just let me know what it takes and we will get this done. Let's win this thing. Let's prove that the CSU fans run deep. Let's prove that, you know, the Pro Beats shouldn't have slept on us. That that's all I'm saying. Help me be snarky cuz, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, it's obvious I'm a little bit of a snarky guy. Uh, I just want to raise my my petty levels in the office and and take them down. <laughs> That's about it. So yeah, use the use the code Justin when you become a member, and I greatly appreciate it. I will buy you dinner. I'll go on a date with you. Whatever it takes, just help me win this contest. Uh, but anyways, let's let's move on here. Let's let's talk about the 2015 game. Oh, actually, before we do that, let's briefly talk about Stanton Kidd. Uh, He officially made the 15-man roster for the Utah Jazz. Kidd played two years at CSU, uh, 2014-2015. After transferring from North Carolina Central, he averaged 30.1 minutes per game over those two seasons, so really a a crucial guy played a ton of minutes, really versatile player, a guy that I enjoyed watching a ton in when I, when I was in school. He had 11.1 points per game, pretty efficient. Uh, a guy who wasn't necessarily CSU's primary scorer but really came on in a couple of crucial games. A uh, shot 46% from the field, 40% from three uh, during his collegiate career. So you kind of saw he you saw the potential. He's a guy who has played at the highest level over in Europe for the last couple of seasons, really made an impact, really made a name for himself, and had played in the Summer League for the Jazz over the last couple of years. He officially gets a chance on the 15-man roster now. Uh, just really cool. I mean, he's a guy who's worked really hard for this opportunity, started at JUCO, goes to CSU, uh, plays well, then has to go overseas and make a name for himself there. Has done so. Uh, has He's a guy that has just phenomenal bounce has had (laughs) highlight dunk after highlight dunk over the last couple of years, but really he's just a complete player. I mean, has a decent jump shot. As I said, he shot 40% from three in college. I still can shoot the three today. Uh, Versatile. He can get to the rim. He's a defender. So he's a guy who I expect will, you know, kind of not necessarily be a star, uh, but he'll have a chance to, you know, carve out a nice little pro career for himself and It's cool that he gets to do so on the Utah Jazz, a team that's supposed to, you know, be a contender this year. They're supposed to be really good. I'm definitely intrigued by them. They acquired Mike Conley uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies, so they're a team to watch Uh, anyways, and obviously Nuggets rivalry, Northwest Division, all that, but Stanton Kidd officially makes the 15-man roster for the Utah Jazz. Congratulations to him. That's just really cool. A great opportunity for the former CSU Hoopster. Alright, now 15 minutes into the podcast, I guess we will finally talk about uh, the intended topic for this podcast. Which is the 2015 game, the last time CSU went to Fresno State. Uh, The last two times that CSU has played Fresno State overall, the Rams are 2-0. We will talk about both of those games this week, but today we're just going to start with the 2015 game. Uh, CSU won this game 34-31. This was the regular season finale of Mike Bobo's first full season as the head coach at CSU. After a just kind of rocky start to conference play, the Rams were able to close out that year with four straight wins to secure bowl eligibility. Uh, Really just a fun month. I think that was a time where... People were pretty excited for the future of the program. The Rams went up to Laramie, beat down Wyoming, really dominated that game, uh, nearly pitched a shutout, uh, beat UNLV at home, then went to New Mexico, beat them as CSU has done plenty of times over the last decade. And then they closed it out with a, a road win over Fresno. This was a game where it didn't look like it was going to be a win uh, early, CSU did jump out to a 7-0 uh, early lead. Excuse me. Uh, CSU did jump out to an early lead in this game. Joe Hansley had a 75-yard punt return for a touchdown. Uh, the Bulldogs then responded with 24 straight points. Really looked like they were going to cruise to a win. Uh, rain all over CSU's parade. Right before halftime, though, Hansley returned his second punt return for a touchdown. That one was 61 yards. Uh, just crazy, man. How how often do you see a guy return two punts for a touchdown in one half? And he actually wasn't done. He had another touchdown later in the game as well. Uh, that one re- was a receiving touchdown. Uh, so really just a huge game for Joe Hansley. Overall, that's why we refer to this game as the Joe Hansley game. Uh, he wasn't the only one to make an impact on special teams, though. Uh, down 24-14 at halftime, CSU comes out. Opens the third quarter with a 96-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, that was by defensive back Kevin Nutt playing in his hometown, so a cool moment. Uh, returns a kick all the way in front of you know family, friends, the whole deal. Later in the third, Izzy Matthews gives CSU its first lead since Hansley's opening punt return uh, with a 39-yard touchdown run. Izzy, a freshman at the time, had a really... Just a great game, 140 yards on the ground. I remember uh, watching the game that day and thinking, man, like this kid could really be special. Uh, he had a nice career overall, but honestly he never really never really, I guess just elevated his game much much past that that early freshman success. Uh, but you know as I said, still paved out a pretty nice career for himself. Uh, after Fresno took the lead back briefly in the fourth, Hansley capped off a career day with a 24-yard touchdown reception from Nick Stevens his third overall of the day and it gave CSU the 34 31 win uh really just a, a fun time this was feels like forever ago at this point I think CSU fans would kill for a 34 31 win at this point but it's also a game where when you look at it there's not a whole lot you could like take away and try to replicate I mean Anytime you have three special teams touchdowns, i I'd, I'd got to imagine your odds of winning are just through the roof. I mean, if you have two punt returns for a touchdown and a kickoff return for a touchdown, and still somehow lose. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, Bobo has some of those weird games where it's like the offense gets 600 yards and scores six touchdowns and they still lose, so it is possible, but you, you know what I mean. It's not a game where you could look at it and be like, all right, if you do this... Again, you will win. Well, duh. If you have three, if you have three touchdowns on special teams, you're you're probably going to win. So if they do that again, yeah, they'll probably win. Uh, how how can CSU actually win this game? Uh, we'll talk about it more this week. But I think, you know, controlling possession is going to be key. Limiting turnovers is going to be huge. Uh, getting Patrick O'Brien and a rhythm is going to be really big. You know, as we talked about, this Fresno State team is physical, but we will talk about that more. Uh, in the coming days, so excited for this matchup, excited for a chance to head out to California. If you are a Fresno person, if you've been to Fresno, uh, send me some food recommendations. I'll be out there for a couple of days. Uh, we'll want to check it out a little bit, so let me know. Uh, we're going to close today's podcast with uh, just some of, that, some of that audio from the 2015 game and stroll down memory lane with... A few punt return touchdowns from Joe Hansley.
1: And back deep for the Rams is Joe Hansley. Hansley drifting to his left, fields it at the 25. Hansley to the 30. Hansley has some blockers. Hansley, open field! Hansley at the 30. The putter Swanson trying to get him, he won't! Touchdown Rams, 75 yards! Swanson gets it away. Hansley creeps up to the 39. Hansley is stuffed. Flag comes in, but Hansley able to bounce back off that tackle, reversing field for the second time. Hansley at midfield. Can he do this? You gotta be kidding me! Hansley to the house for the second time. They're underway
0: in the second half. It's nut from his own four. Nutt wants to go back to the side he came out to.
1: And he might. Not at midfield. Not. One man to beat. He's not going to get him. Touchdown. Colorado State. 95. 95-